It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The Athletic. Reds, James Pearce here, just finishing up at the Emirates Stadium where it finished Arsenal 3, Liverpool 1. Coming up, we'll bring you all the post-match reaction that you need. We'll hear the best bits from Jurgen Klopp's press conference and my colleague Mark Carey will drop by to give his take on this afternoon's proceedings. Let it bounce, Martinelli showed an interest. So it was a really disappointing afternoon for Liverpool in the capital. They could have gone eight points clear of Arsenal with victory here today. Instead, it's a first defeat in the Premier League since September, the end of that 15-game unbeaten run in the top flight. It means that that lead at the top down to just two points. And of course, Man City now five points adrift, but with two games in hand. So, yeah, a, a tough one to take, although I think, you know, I think everyone would have to admit that Liverpool got what they deserved today. They didn't deserve to take back to Merseyside anything from that game. And it was a real, a real rarity, really. They've been so consistent for so long this season. I think, what was that, game number 36, I think, in all competitions. And when you think that's just a fourth defeat and two of those defeats were you know, kind of irrelevant in the grand scheme of things, away to Toulouse and Union in the Europa League group stage with much changed lineups. And then even the other one at Tottenham in September, of course, you know, that was a big part of that was the VAR shambles when Luis Diaz's goal was wrongly disallowed. So this, this is the first time this season that Liverpool have actually lost a game that really meant something and lost a game that really meant something through their own faults because they couldn't blame anyone else. Yes, of course, there were some frustrating moments and you're kind of you're left scratching your head at some of Anthony Taylor's decisions, not least that one late on when um, you know Gabriel wrestled Darwin Nunes to the ground, not even a free kick given. And then just to you know add insult to, to injury, Nunes gets a yellow card for descent. You know, there were other moments when Canate getting two yellows when and getting his marching orders late on when you know there were similar challenges at, at the other end of the pitch that didn't that weren't punished. But you know that, let's be honest. Over the course of the proceedings, Liverpool didn't deserve anything. You look at you look at the the stats. Just one shot on target to Arsenal seven. Arsenal won it on xG three point five to zero point four. Um, you know possessions won in the final third just once from Liverpool all afternoon, which is so out of keeping from what we've seen from them. And, and they, I just thought they were off it in all departments today. I think you know, there's a number of reasons for that. I think the, the, the absence of key personnel is one. So Bozlai, who felt some pain in his hamstring, certainly you'd say he was a big miss. I thought McAllister looked tired, having played an awful lot recently. Of course, Connor Bradley was absent following the tragic passing of his father, on Saturday, um, of course, he he was missed as well, and and you know this is Liverpool without their top goalscorer in Mohamed Salah, 
um, and and, and Wataru Endo on his way back from from the Asia Cup. So it was you know that that is part of it. Um, I think you know the the lack of energy, the lack of spark was was another, and also just key personnel having an off day and we haven't been able to say that very often this season have we I think um, you know how do you how do you even begin to try and explain Arsenal's second second goal which is just a simple punt over the top Van Dijk has to deal with it he thinks Alisson's going to deal with it Alisson gets it all badly wrong and they're both both embarrassed as uh, as Martinelli's able to to roll the ball into into the empty net so um, yeah, you can't legislate for for things like that. And it was, you know, even even going back to the the start of the game, it was there were parallels with last month's FA Cup tie in terms of Liverpool being slow out the blocks, being on the back foot, Arsenal taking the initiative. Of course, the difference in the FA Cup tie was that Liverpool weathered that storm and got better. Um, this time around, they they paid the price when. Allison made a decent save, which did I have it, but the, the rebound dropped to Saka, who, who tucked it away. And Liverpool rode their luck a bit. They could easily have, have conceded a second. And then I think the frustrating thing is, you know, you, when Liverpool got that gift of an equaliser just before half-time, you thought, wow, that, that should be the perfect trigger for the second half because it was an absolute shambles with Gabriel knocking the ball into his own net. You know, Liverpool were level at half-time despite not having had a single shot on target. Um, but... The second half, although yeah, there were some initial bright signs, they just didn't sustain it. And it, I think it was also one of those rare times this season when Klopp's substitutions didn't actually help them. They, if anything, they hindered them. I think taking off Alexander Arnold didn't didn't help them in terms of like missing out on on that creativity. Um, you know, it was Alexander Arnold went off at the same time as as Graven Burke and, and Gagbo, but. You know, Harvey Elliott and Darwin Nunes, neither of those players or Andy Robertson could really influence it much going going forward. Um, and, and then, of course, after that, you know, the you know, the the kind of calamity of a mix-up between Van Dijk and and Allison, you could you could sense that it gave Arsenal such a lift. And then, of course, once Canate goes off late on for a second yellow, the game the game is up. And then Trossard's able to rub salt into. Some pretty gaping wounds deep into stoppage time with after a little touch off Van Dijk's shot, nutmegging Allison. So um, yeah, I think certainly I think Liverpool will benefit from having a having a full week now to to rest and recover, to analyse and prepare for that visit of Burnley to Anfield next Saturday. And I think the biggest thing will be not to you know not to overreact because this is a team that have been unbelievably good week after week after week and have dealt with so much mis- misfortune that's come their way throughout the season in terms of hurdling those challenges but for the first time this season really um, they didn't perform they didn't they didn't put, you know come anywhere close to the standards we've come to expect and they couldn't they couldn't salvage it unlike other times this season when they've been able to dig deep and, and, and pull a rabbit out of the hat so um, yeah a bad day for Liverpool in the capital but in the grand scheme of things, there's still an awful long way to go in this title race. Well, first up in his press conference, Jurgen Klopp was asked what exactly in his mind had gone wrong for Liverpool here today. From the start, it didn't really look like our day, but it, I think we could have turned it into our day, maybe. Second half to start was really good. So, it's again, just a, a proof, evidence, whatever you want, what momentum makes. So... Um, first half we found step by step, Arsenal started better, so that's clear. 
Uh, we didn't play enough football. We um, need to get used a little bit to each other, <laughs> um, like right right side triangle. It was a bit tricky to, to find. Let me say like that from the first start. Always when Maka and Curtis were on the ball and could turn out of and could get out of this man marking um, situation, and the, the pitch was really open for us. There we could have found Trent one or two times more often. I would say that would have caused them even more problems. Um, and actually, second half we were there. We, 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 we now we understood how the game goes. Um, we um, we had now the momentum, obviously, after the late equaliser, first half. Yeah, and then we conceded the second goal, and it was a very strange goal. Um, we always spoke in the dressing room with all people involved. <laughs> and yeah, this is just unlucky. Can you head the ball directly? Yes, but it flies strange. Then do you ex should you expect that Martinelli brings the body a little bit? Yes, but we didn't. And then all of a sudden, poof, the ball rolls there and he has an easy goal. So that doesn't happen very often, will not happen very often, but it happened before um, and can happen. And then uh, made, a, made the job obviously a bit more tricky. We made changes um, as well then around that time. Um, Trent was never planned that he plays 90. Um, it was clear that we have to take him off a bit earlier, stuff like this. And um, so brought on Darwin and Harvey and these kind of things. So that all could have worked. But then with the 2-1, is obviously not great. Momentum now changed completely again. Stadium was there. Still kind of an open game with not a lot from us. And then um, we had a red card and that was then obviously um, made it really tricky to come back. But. Arsenal deserves the three-pointer, no doubt about that. They scored three and we had one shot on target, so that's obviously the, the one stat who probably shows the most. Um, we should have had more of that, we could have had more of that, but because of the story of the game, it didn't happen. Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Walk On, your dedicated Liverpool podcast from The Athletic. Well, next, the conversation turned to comments Klopp made after that midweek victory over Chelsea when he said that you know, there was a lot of tired limbs in the dressing room having exerted so much energy. Uh, and he was asked whether he thought that tiredness was a factor 
in Liverpool producing such a substandard performance against Arsenal today? I understand 100% where you're coming from and stuff like this. I have to make a lineup. Would I make the same lineup again? Yes. Um, that's actually the only thing how I can judge it. After seeing the game, maybe not. But um, without seeing the game, I would do it the same. So and we had, we had that was just, Dom couldn't start. Yes, out injured actually. Um, yes, we had to make another change as well. Um, and, and and these kind of things that that's all normal. So it's not about that. But if you want to make the lineup for it, but with these boys, we can play much better football. And that's actually the one thing we take. But it's that we want to and have to play better football, and we will. But for today. Again, it's, it's, it's a kind of a strange one because, um, yes, they started well, but that's what you should expect. So, home game, Arsenal, we beat them here a few weeks ago in the FA Cup. Actually, the first half in the FA Cup was a similar first half. They had more chances in that game than today, but then we didn't concede. That is obviously a big difference. Um, could we have defended the first goal better? Oh, yeah, definitely, 100%. But um, that's how it is. Um, and they probably deserve the goal with, with, uh, with uh, um, the game they played. But we stay in the game, and one is now really not an, not a result where you should think um, white flag and and go home. So um, we get we get that present for the second goal. We forced it, um, and for our first goal. And then, how is that? The start of the second half, we will never know how it would have been if we don't concede the goal. But our two main guns have a misunderstanding. So and that just shows. I said now a couple of times that they're human beings, and that actually makes the things they usually do even more special because um, sometimes you forget that they are humans as well. So uh, for today, they are, they are not happy, we are not happy, uh, like boys are not happy, we are not happy 100%. But that's it now. I don't have to make more of a game. If you play away game with Arsenal, you can play super here and, and lose. Um, would have loved to see that, but it's still possible. Uh, and that's why, yeah, take it, deal with it, go from here. Well, Klopp was also asked about the Premier League title race. Of course, Liverpool's lead now down to two points and then there's Manchester City just five points adrift now with two games in hand. That game at Anfield against Manchester City in March is going to be absolutely huge. So here's Klopp on how he now views the title race. Now City mathematically could go top if they win those games in hand. Look, if you want to find a specialist who uh, becomes um, champion in England, I'm probably not the right person to ask because most of the time we will be finished second. So I'm sorry to say that. But um, um, you have to win football games. I know that. And as many as you can. And this today would have been a great one. But how is that? If you only can become champion, if you don't lose any football games, that makes life really unlaggy, tricky. Um, I didn't think the final whistle. I didn't think a second about the amount of games of Manchester City and who they will play and how they will play, not for a second. So we have to play to our potential. We have to deal with difficulties in the game, around the games and play our soul on the pitch if you want. And then we have, we'll see where it ends up. There's no guarantee for nothing. But I didn't become nervous now because of two games in hand for City. Yes. We always expect City to win all the football games, to be 100% honest. We don't even have to look that, watch them. In the end, you, oh, oh. Even when they're 1-0 down and it's 3-1 or whatever, so it's always like that. It's all fine. For us, nothing really changed. We would have loved to, 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 to win here, get a point, whatever. Actually, we wanted to win here. Um, but for the whole 90 minutes, we were not good enough. 
So we had our phases and we developed into the game. That's good. Um, and if we could have kept that going without all the other circumstances, then well, that game could have looked different. Definitely, then we should still sit here, and, um, would still sit here and say Arsenal had a better start in the game. But then we were there. But now we have just to congratulate Arsenal um, for the three points. Well, Liverpool had gone 15 top-flight matches unbeaten, going back to that controversial defeat at Tottenham in September prior to this defeat at the hands of Arsenal. And Klopp was asked about the challenge of embarking upon another unbeaten run. That's actually the idea. But we didn't want to stop the run here. But it's... Um, we didn't lose now recently an awful lot of football games. Um, we know that. That means dealing with defeats is, is a challenge for humankind, actually. Um, and, yeah, we have it uh, now a, a, a rather longer week. I think we play on Saturday. So we will need, use that for rest. We will use that for training and uh, we'll be properly prepared for the next game. And nobody expects here in, this, in our dressing room, at least, that we just will fly over Burnley or whatever. They fight for their targets. They have a really, really talented group. Um, unlucky in moments, stuff like this. And, but it's a home game and we can turn things around, make the first step. And then we will see. Today, nobody celebrates the champion and nobody is relegated, as far as I know. So we have all the chance to um, create our own destiny. Let's see what happens. And finally, before Klopp headed for home, he was asked, would he just view this as a bad day at the office and move on? Or was it something he really needed to examine and analyse to get to the bottom of as Liverpool look to put things right against Burnley next weekend? I don't go just over it, but I spoke to the boys already. So we want to play better football, number one. So are you allowed to, to win average football games? Yes, absolutely, that's fine. Um, but for today, it didn't happen. Um, again, so today pretty much everything went against us. So... Yes, we, can't, we score more or less their goal. They scored our goal, but we scored their goal. So maybe that equals the thing. And then we got a red card. They didn't get a red card. And there were some situations could have been different. But even without a red card, then we lose 2-1. So I'd say, what's that? It makes no difference. But it would have looked different. 10 v 10, being 2-1 down, a bit longer with 11-11. With, um, that, that could really have looked different. But it's all, it's done. Nobody has to care. I don't care about it anymore. So it's just okay. Um, not a great day for us. Yes, a bad day in your office, definitely, but not just a bad day in your office. And we have to make sure we don't have them anymore. For the latest subscription offers, head to theathletic.com forward slash Liverpool pod. Hello, Mark Carey here, data analyst for The Athletic. Yeah, reflecting on Liverpool's 3-1 loss to Arsenal at the Emirates. And... Yeah, it was a game that I think it's fair to say Liverpool didn't deserve to win on balance. And to be fair, that's that's something that you haven't been able to say very often about Liverpool this season, which I suppose is something of a positive. And yeah, whether that was down to some of the changes in the starting lineup or or simply the fact that they were playing an away game against a, a quality side like Arsenal, I think yeah, Liverpool weren't at their best in or out of possession. And I guess, yeah, if you look at it tactically, I think Arsenal's use of a, a box midfield did make it difficult for Ibrahim Konate and Virgil van Dijk in, in defence at times. But I think largely it was that it was that Liverpool lost the, the midfield battle. And I thought Ryan Gravenberch in particular looked like he was struggling to, to really get a foothold in the game. And 
the numbers back that up to a certain extent in terms of his involvement in the game. He he only managed 24 touches before being taken off on the hour mark with only Cody Gakpo having fewer touches among Liverpool's starting 11 in that time. So it shows that he wasn't really in the game. But um, I thought in terms of Liverpool's build-up as well. I thought it was interesting to see that Joe Gomez was the one who who continued to to come inside in Liverpool's build-up from the back, which he's been doing in in recent games. But I think you know the fact that Trent Alexander-Arnold was back in the side, we thought it might be him to to come inside as he's been doing so well for most of this season. But instead, it was it was Trent who seemed to be staying high and wide and be more of a, a creative threat on that that right-hand side, which was seemed to be what Klopp said after the game looked to be because he was trying to have a bit more of a creative threat in the absence of, of Mo Salah obviously not being on that side and, and needing more of a spark on on that flank without the typical rotations that you have between fullback and central midfielder and right winger obviously typically Salah but I think it meant that Liverpool didn't really build through the thirds quite as well as they, they maybe could have with having Gomez inside and and they actually struggled to get the ball out to Alexander Arnold, you know, at all really in the game. There's a few occasions in the in the first half, so it sort of defeated the object to to do that if you can't get your most creative player on the ball. But you know, thinking about it defensively as well, I think Trent being quite high up the pitch meant that Arsenal did target that space on on his side, and the numbers back that up. So 37% of Arsenal's attacking touches, so touches in the the opposition half came down Arsenal's left, so Liverpool's right-hand side across the the, th- the three thirds um, in that first half, which was the majority share. So they quite clearly targeted uh, Liverpool's right-hand side, as I say, in particular in that first half. And I thought out of possession as well, Liverpool were, were nowhere near as impressive in in closing Arsenal down, and they they weren't able to press as as high as they normally do. And the the numbers show that really neatly as well. So. Liverpool only managed to win possession in the attacking third once all game, which was their lowest in the Premier League this season. And I think that's particularly pertinent given that only on Wednesday, their 13 high regains against Chelsea was the the most in the Premier League all season. So quite the contrast within just the space of a few days. And I don't know whether maybe the quick turnaround maybe played into that, but yeah, Liverpool not their their best in or out of possession. Um but yeah, I think it's fair to say that they just didn't get going really across the whole game and they, they barely threatened Arsenal's goal. And I think it was quite clear to to see that that was one of the key headlines from the game, especially in that first half where they had no shots on target, but were lucky to have nicked a, a goal sort of late in that first half to equalise. But yeah, across the whole game, they only had one shot on target. So... That was quite telling, and you know the only other time that they've they've done that this season, the only other time that's happened was on the opening day of the season against Chelsea in their one-all draw in the Premier League. So not too good when you look at the numbers in, in that regard, and maybe digging a little bit deeper, looking at their expected goals, it was just 0.4 across the whole game for Liverpool compared to Arsenal's 3.5, and that 3.5 conceded for Liverpool is the highest they faced in a Premier League game on record per Opta's numbers so again quite telling in itself and you know just simply looking at the numbers in both boxes it would suggest that the, the result was fair overall but in terms of the performance I think Liverpool did pick up a little bit in the second half but the obvious turning point was that error between Allison and Virgil van Dijk for Martinelli's goal to put Arsenal 2-1 up and I think it was quite interesting to look at the numbers on this as well so that was the fifth error leading to a goal now for Liverpool in the Premier League and only Brighton and Sheffield United have had more across all teams this season and 
you, know, you could put that down to a bit of bad luck at, at times of being punished for some errors where maybe other teams wouldn't. But I think Liverpool do ride their luck at times with some of their risky play, building out from the back where it maybe hasn't gone uh, hasn't gone punished. So yeah, this time it was obviously an uncharacteristic mistake from Virgil van Dijk, but just one to look out for there in terms of those errors leading to goals, even though those statistics might be sometimes a little bit skewed. But yeah, overall a, a day to forget for Liverpool, but I think it is worth remembering that this is Liverpool's first defeat since September and they've they've only lost two of their last 34 Premier League games. So you know they've won 22 and, and drawn 10 in that time. So obviously no no real need to to panic, I suppose. The only other positive for Liverpool fans was the the sight of Thiago Alcantara re- returning to the pitch after such a long injury absence. And I'll I'll leave you with this nice stat as well. So Thiago's last start for Liverpool came on the fourth of February two thousand and twenty-three, and exactly one year later he returns to the Liverpool squad and, and obviously came on. So uh, yeah, I think he'll be hoping to to get back to full fitness and and continue Liverpool's charge to to battle on on four fronts. So that's it from us here at the Emirates. For plenty more match reaction and analysis, check out The Athletic. I'll be back alongside Tony and the rest of the team for Wednesday's Walk-On podcast. Thanks for joining me. I'll catch you then. The Athletic.